Welcome to Talking Pictures, a podcast where I talk about movies with my good friend David. David, how are you? Brian, I'm great. How are you? I'm swell. We're here to talk about uh, another movie yet again. A Shyamalan movie. The new newest release, Knock at the Cabin. This couple and their child, they go to a cabin for the weekend and they're visited by four strangers who um, essentially break in, tie them up and give them a choice. And it kind of uh, follows on from there. I won't go into too much details regarding spoilers. Yeah, I remember looking into this movie when it was first announced with the title. I thought it was going to be a single shot type of movie, you know, like 1917, but... That's definitely not the case. Uh, nevertheless, it was still, in my opinion, upper tier Shyamalan movie. Yeah, he gets a lot of um, flack for being this sensational, like, twisty-turny director. And he had a lot of good films very early in his career, like The Sixth Sense and Signs. And then, just like slowly over the course of it, kind of people got, a, I guess, a bad taste in their mouth for his, his films, like The Last Airbender, and then he got a lot of flack for The Happening. Stuff like that, so... This is kind of a, I think it's, it, he came back with the likes of like Split. I think Split was his first one back where he was like really like, oh yeah, no, this is a, a, a great Shyamalan film. Yeah, he's done it in like phases. He started off as like quotations, the next Spielberg, which mm-hmm. signs Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, establishing relationships with actors. Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis. And shortly after that, with The Village and Lady in the Water and The Last Airbender and The Happening, the movies just started piling up, making them a joke. And I think that was unfair, regardless of how fun it was to talk about. Oh yeah, the shithammer or the twist guy. But even the jokes kept on coming up to the release of his movie, The Visit. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah, I only watched that recently, actually. Um, And that was... That was a good... It didn't have that... The, well, it did have a twist, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did, definitely, yeah. No, but it definitely was like a... It was a found footage horror film. Yeah. And it really kind of... Rather than a big twist, it's a, a twist that's kind of there throughout and something's off the whole time. I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but it's it's good to watch, definitely. A twist reveal. If you watch it the first time and it's different your second time because of the ending, he's made that popular in his filmography... And he's re-established his career and in bringing that back with the visit. And it's like, oh shit, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it when it was first released. I, 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 I'm ashamed. I, I watched it on a, on a site. I didn't go to the cinema. I didn't rent it or buy it. And I wish I saw it in the cinema. And then, okay, oh, he's got this split movie coming out. I never paid any heed to the trailers. And then, oh yeah, Terra's pretty good. Watched it mind blown yeah it's really great he kind of i suppose used the visit like you said to regain some affection from the audience and then drop split and split is a great character study it's brilliant it's very good the the main character played by james mcavoy is great and that's kind of nearly kind of consisted then through to this with knock at the cabin yeah that you have a fantastic performance from dave batista i think that's kind of the standout here in this film is is his performance. I like how he chose Dave Batista after three phone calls from originated interest of his small but effective role in Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what got Dave Batista on Sham Hammer's mind. 
And Batista is the lead actor in this. He's the first name in the credits. He's the big star. And there's not too many movies you'll see Batista as the main star. He'll no. be the lead of an ensemble of a quotation lesser movie like Stuber or Army of the Dead. And he'll be great supporting character in movies like Guardians of the Galaxy or Glass Onion. Or He's Dune either. Dune, yeah, yeah. Dune. 100%. Dave Bautista's doing great in working with fantastic directors. He's There's a list. He's, he has a great list there with Zack Snyder, James Gunn, Denis Villeneuve, and now Shamhammer. And he's only going to keep it going. And you won't see him in a Fast and Furious movie. No. Like, that's that's where he draws the line. He wants to do like quotation good movies. He but. wants to be... A, I think he wants to be a serious actor. And yeah. he, the roles he plays are good and he plays them well. Yeah. Like you said there, Blade Runner. He's only in like the beginning scene, but it's such a like like nuanced performance, and you're like you're not expecting him to play that character. Yeah, you're expecting him to play like or you know kind of an old man, old man farmer. But when he he appears and he's this hulking brute of a man, he's huge. Everyone sees David Batista. He is a huge man, and he plays like this kind of it's a very small character in Blade Runner, and I'd say. Probably that, seeing that performance like of this hulking man that M. Night saw him, this huge man play such a... Larger than life. Lar- yeah, a larger than life man play a role that is quiet and, and dignified. And he's like, okay, that's who I want. And I think that comes through in this character that he plays as well. Because it is, he is like a gentle giant almost in this as well. Yeah. You know? I like that there's some shots where you can see the textures in his forehead and the way the camera projects him in the movie, Knock at mm. a Cabin. David Batista has been the most freakishly huge he has ever been in a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he was threatening, but you know he was gentle. Yeah. Because with his interaction with the girl and his establishment or his presence to the couple and explaining the reason why they are there. He was not aggressive about it, Mm -hmm. unlike uh, Ron Weasley. Yeah, definitely. um, Rupert Grint's character is very much kind of the aggressor in the the four visitors that the the couple have. It's definitely kind of the first big role I think I've seen him in since Harry Potter. I... I've been watching him in Shyamalan's produced, executive produced, created TV show on Apple. He plays the fourth lead in it, mm-hmm. but it's always these four characters. Servant is the, is the name of the show. Okay. It's quite a good show. It takes the approach that this movie just about made or did up until the very end. Mm-hmm. But And is he kind of the, a similar enough character in it or do you in, think... In terms of being a dickhead, yes. <laughs> okay. But okay. <laughs> he's um, probably one of the more likable characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a that's a whole other show that Shyamalan works on. Uh, very good show as well. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see him cross some actors. Even he brought a black actress from old into this movie mm-hmm. as well. It's nice to see when we have no expectations of Shyamalan movie. It, feels like it's likely to be enjoyable if not good yeah and this is better than old it's better than glass not as good as split on par maybe a little bit above or below the visit who knows it's not it doesn't hit close to his classics but that's a different phase that's a different era of Shyamalan Mm -hmm. and he's Jesus this is a lot of movies he's done now yeah it's, it's a lot when you consider like you're saying there it's a different phase like, when you consider the fact that he funds a lot of his own movies now. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do studio movies. He's he's funding them himself. 
And he's come out with a lot in the last couple of years. Like he's split was 2016, 17? 16, 17, yeah. Um, and then, so just in that time, it's been split, glass, old, uh, old and now uh, knock at the cabin. Like four movies in seven years. That's, that's a good turnaround. Like he's hard at work there. And I'm sure he probably has something. And a TV series there, he said that he produces. I'm sure he has something else in the works at the moment, does he? I think he has something scheduled for a release date next year. Yeah, so, you know, he's, he's a hardworking, he's, he's a passionate filmmaker. And he is one of these directors that I pay attention to when he's releasing it. Like a Damien Chazelle, like a Tarantino, like a Steven Spielberg. Not saying that he is as good as those directors, but his name is going to be, you know... He, he is a selling point... Yeah, the same way that an actor is, or exactly, uh, yeah, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. But I like that he now has worked with Batista. Batista has worked with him. He is a leading man in this movie, and he was displayed as a monster. And you know what else I liked? I liked how Shyamalan depicted a same-sex couple in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, a uh, little note: you never see them kiss. Mm-hmm. And this, I was sold as as them as a couple. And yeah. It was just a nice change for for once, mm-hmm. you know, than a, a man or a woman or a boy and a girl or obviously not going to be a boy or a girl because mm. they, you know, have a kid. But it was just nice to see something different and not a huge effect on changing it. it. You're right. Yeah. I think that the, the best part about it is the fact that it could have been a man or a woman. It could have been two women. That the fact that they were two men didn't really have too much to do with the plot at all. They were just a couple. Yeah. Do you know, similar to... Ridley Scott, when he wrote Alien, he wrote Ridley as neither a boy or a girl. And then in the casting process, whoever was best. I didn't know Ripley, that. Sorry, I said Ridley. Ripley. Yeah, no, he wrote that originally um, just as uh, the main character. Yeah. Neither a boy or a girl. I didn't know so that. So I think that kind of goes to show the portrayal of this couple. It could have been anyone. It could have been a man or a woman. Could have been two men. Could have been two women. It, they were just a couple. Do you know? It didn't yeah. matter that they were um, same sex at all. So... You're right, that was uh, something definitely. I also liked the news footage uh, he filmed. It brought me back to a bit of um, signs mm-hmm. and in the disaster events. And it felt like he's at the last stage of his career. Like, this is the first of his final few movies. But he can keep going. Don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's back. Yeah. His, his success is back. And I guess if I would have given it like a better praise, I would have liked the movie to be more ambiguous and then not to have confirmed, is this movie supernatural or is it logical yeah. is it, in terms of coincidence? Because there was that fine line that was quite blurry mm-hmm. between this isn't real, no, this is real. Like I think it would have excelled a bit more in terms of uh, that approach, but... I'm not the director, so... It definitely felt like, to begin with, it was kind of... You weren't sure if it was coincidence or if what was happening in the cabin did have a direct effect with the rest of what was happening outside the world. And they kind of, after maybe, I don't know, kind of halfway through, they did confirm, yes, no, these things are directly related. And I think if they had left it a little bit more ambiguous and kind of up to you and your own beliefs to decide... Yeah. I just think that would have made it a little bit better. But, you know, it still was effective 
the way that it went. But I think that would have... if Just leaving it a bit more um, ambiguous and letting the audience kind of put things together um, rather than spelling it out directly because there was a scene towards the end where one... Climat- of, the climactic events were coming to a close. Yeah, and, and one of the characters said, oh, these four are these people. So yeah, it's a... It's a fine Sham Hammer movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not the best, not the worst. Uh, I'd almost put it in the middle, but it was an entertaining one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a bad movie yet this year in the cinema. I'd like to keep it that way. If you'd like to follow us on social media, please do at Talking Pictures Pod on Instagram. I've been your host today, Brian, and David, my co-host. Thanks so much, Brian. David, champ. <laughs> <laughs>